0: Uh, how great it is just to enjoy this beautiful weather over this last couple of weeks. So pray that you've been enjoying that and uh, being able to be blessed with that great weather that God has given us. I'm going to bring a a reading to you from the book of Isaiah. If you've got your Bible or you've got your phone and you want to turn to Isaiah chapter 60, uh, do follow follow along with me. Uh, Isaiah chapter 60 This is a glorious chapter, and I pray that you'll be blessed even by just the reading of God's Word this morning. So, Father, we ask you to bless your Word. We ask you to uh, bring the entrance of your Word into our hearts with light, with understanding. Father, we pray you'll mightily bless your Word to us this morning as we read, as we study, as we learn more about you. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us. And teach us the word of God. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So Isaiah chapter 60, reading from verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. All Kedar's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar, and I will adorn my glorious temple. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests, Surely the islands look to me. In the lead are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar with their silver and gold to the honour of the Lord your God, to the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendour. Amen. We'll just leave the reading there. It's a very long chapter. And uh, I want just to finish there. Maybe you get a chance to finish that off at home. Um, Isaiah chapter 60. I want us to focus this morning on the first few verses. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The Bible says there's thick darkness over the earth, but God's glory rises over the church. And God's glory rises over you as an individual. And Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. Amen. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Don't hide your light. Let your light shine. As he says here in Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Of course, we know that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And so are we. Because he is the head of the church and we are the body. So we shine with his glory. We shine with his splendor. He doesn't want us to lie down in the darkness. No, he says, arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is rising upon you. That's where every saint, every Christian, every believer, every church in the land should rise up in the name of Jesus And be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God. Amen? God wants us to be strong. He wants you to be mighty in his strength. Not in our strength, but mighty in the Lord. He wants us to shine with the splendor of the Lord. I don't know if you remember the story of the Mount of Transfiguration. There Jesus went up on the mountain with a few of his disciples and there revealed his glory to them, shining with the splendor of heaven, shining like lightning. His face was so bright. If we could see God, we would be shocked. We would be amazed. He lives in unapproachable light. No man can see God and live is what the Bible says. Yet he sent his son, Jesus Christ, Amen? Who is the light of the world? Who veiled himself in flesh? Who put on humanity so that we could see what God was like? Loving Father. A loving, kind, generous, good person who shows us the way to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way. Amen? I am the truth. I am the light and the life. I'm the one who takes you to the Father. So we can have... Connection with the Father through Jesus the Son. And so praise God, we know the Father and we know the Son. Let us realize this morning that God is going to use you. Amen. You are His representative. You are the light of your community. You are the, His light in your workplace So the Bible encourages us to arise and shine. Sometimes we feel that we're getting beaten down by life. Sometimes we feel weary. Sometimes we may feel discouraged and, and almost like darkness is upon us and we're in the dust again. But the Bible is always encouraging us to rise up and be strong and shine with the glory of the Lord. So if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. If the Lord is for you in your workplace, who is going to be against you? One man, one woman with God is a majority. One child, one teenager with God is a majority. You don't stand alone. Think of the of the three Hebrew slaves who were brought into Babylon and they wanted them to bow down to the, the statue King Nebuchadnezzar, they refused to bow down. And so they threw them into the fire, and they said, how dare you dishonor our king? And they made it even hotter, seven times hotter. And they threw them into the fire, and there in the fire, they were not even touched. Amen? They weren't even, their hair was not even singed. They didn't even smell of smoke. And the fourth person was found in the fire. The one who looked like the son of a God. Or maybe even Jesus himself was walking with the four, uh, three Hebrew slaves, making him the fourth person. So if God is for us, he can turn up in supernatural ways. He can turn up in incredible ways. Let us not be discouraged. Let us keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so we need to get in line. With God. He wants us to line up with his purposes. If God is over here and we are over here, he wants us to draw near to him. Amen. We need to come closer to Jesus. Maybe you're feeling a little bit far away from the Lord this morning. So the Bible gives you an invitation and he says, come near to me and I will come near to you. God is always into conditions. If you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. He wants you to take the first step towards him. He wants you to draw near to him and then he will take steps towards you and you will become closer to the Lord. You'll become strengthened in the Lord. Your faith will grow stronger because Jesus has given us all a measure of faith and our faith can grow and flourish stronger and stronger so that we are waxing strong with the Lord and our faith has become really mighty so that we can move mountains. Isn't that what Jesus said? That your faith can move mountains? Well, we may not need Mount Everest to move, but maybe there is some other mountain in your life. Maybe it's a mountain of discouragement. Maybe it's a mountain of sickness. Maybe it's a mountain of fear. Maybe it's a mountain of uncertainty about the future. Jesus can remove every one of those mountains. Amen. But he wants you to speak to your mountain. The Bible says you must speak to your mountain. Don't be intimidated by your mountain. Don't be discouraged by the size of the mountain. Know that your God is bigger and stronger than the mountain that stands before you. But remember, speak to your mountain. Jesus said, if you say to the mountain, be cast into the sea, then it will obey you, providing you have faith and command it to go in Jesus' name. God wants every one of us to be strong. He does not want us to be discouraged. He tells us many times in his word, do not be discouraged, do not be afraid. I will be with you all day of the way. In fact he says I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's good news isn't it? Mm -hmm. Even though we can't see the Lord we know he is with us. Even though we cannot feel him he has promised he will never leave us. So even when we feel that we are not close to the Lord he has promised to be near to us. He just says draw near to me and I will draw near to you. What a loving God we serve. He forgives all our sins. Amen. He takes away all our diseases. He invites us into his presence. He invites us to love him, to share with him, to walk with him, not only now, but for all eternity. Amen. Amen. He has called us to serve the Lord, not only for now, but for all eternity. Not only in this world, but in the next world, which is definitely going to happen, Jesus said. And I believe his word is true. There is a heaven to gain. And a hell to shun. Amen. He calls us higher. He calls us into his presence. He wants us to follow him and to serve him and to love him. And so he says, arise and shine. Don't let the world put you down. Don't let the world discourage you. Don't let the things of this life pull you down. Rise above them by faith in the name of Jesus Become all that God wants you to be by faith. It's by faith every one of the ancient saints overcame. We read Hebrews chapter 11. It says, by faith Abraham overcame. By faith Samson overcame. By faith David overcame. By faith you will overcome. God has given us a measure of faith and we have got to use the faith that he has given us praise God he has given us faith and faith is a shield against all the discouragement against all the fear and all the worry and all the things that are out there you see God is going to use you because God does not use buildings or animals or projects he uses people amen God is into people Yes, God spoke through a donkey once, once, but most of the time he speaks through his people. So God is going to use you, use your hands, use your mouth, use your feet, use you as an extension of his kingdom, just like he used the three Hebrew slaves as an extension of his kingdom to a testimony to the great king of Babylon, who was so dishonored that they refused to bow down. But they said, we will not bow down. And they showed by testimony that God was with them. Who could survive fire except God alone? If God's with you in the fire, you're going to survive. Amen? And maybe you feel you're in the fire this morning. Well, the Lord is with you in that fire. So God is anointing People. People are anointed by the Holy Spirit. King David was anointed by the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be anointed? It means to be rubbed. When they put the oil on the head and it flowed down the beard and onto the clothes, the oil was put on as a symbol or a sign of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be poured out upon your life oil of the holy spirit will bring joy into your life it'll bring hope it'll bring encouragement the joy of the holy spirit will be your strength so we all need to be anointed and jesus is the anointed one of god the name jesus christ means anointed savior amen He is the anointed Savior. He came as a deliverer. He came to set us free, not from the Romans, but from sin. Amen. The very thing that tries to bind us and capture us, Jesus came to set us free from it. And so on the cross, he dealt with your sin. On the cross, he dealt with the sins of humanity. There he was, dying on the cross, taking all of our sin. All of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our pain, all of our sickness. Jesus Christ became the sin bearer. In fact, the Bible says he became sin. And the father had to turn his back on his son. For three hours there was darkness on the land where Jesus became the sin offering. He bore our sicknesses and our sins on the cross. Praise God. He's taken all your sins away. Just believe that by faith, that you repent and confess your sins to the Lord. He will remove every sin from you, every weight, every bit of guilt, even the worst thing you've ever done. He will take it away from you for all eternity. What does the Bible say as far as the east is to the west? So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Praise God, he takes away all our sins. All we need to do is confess them, renounce them. And say, Lord, they're yours now. I don't want them anymore. That's the reality that we can know. So God is going to use people. He's going to use you. He's going to anoint you with the Holy Spirit and power. And we see this in the life of Jesus in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, how he went around doing good, healing all who were sick oppressed by the devil. So who is the one bringing the oppression? Who is the one who's bringing all the sickness? It's certainly not God. Jesus was healing all the people who were sick and oppressed by the devil. Oh yes, there's a devil. Oh yes, he's real. But he's got no power compared to the almighty God. And in the name of Jesus... Jesus was casting out the demons. Amen. He told the demons to flee. And with the word they left. He had such authority. Such power. Because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. God wants to anoint you with the Holy Spirit. And power. So you can be a witness for the Lord. So you can have that anointing that breaks the yoke. Like we were singing about this morning in the song. He breaks every chain. Whatever chain is binding you, Jesus can break it. Whatever chain is binding your neighbors, Jesus can break it. Whatever habit is controlling you, Jesus can break it. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Our God can do the impossible. He doesn't want us to stay in a place of smallness. He wants us to become stronger. He wants us to become larger. So you can do these great things. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around to different places, different people, praying for them, speaking to them, encouraging them. And God wants to do the same with you. God is not anointing places so much as people. He anoints his people with the Holy Spirit and power so you can do great and mighty things. So don't run ahead of the Lord, but don't lag behind. The Bible says keep in step with the Spirit. Amen? Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. That is Galatians chapter 5, 16 to 26. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. He will show you what to do today and tomorrow, next week and next year. He will show you every step of the way. You see, when the time was right, Jesus stepped out in his ministry. He was 30 years old. Before that, he was in the shadows. Before that, he was really not seen very much. But when the time was right, he stepped out. And he started the ministry That God had for him. And do you know that God has a ministry for you? You may not know what it is yet. But God has called every one of us into the ministry. What does that mean? The word ministry simply means somebody who is serving. The word minister means somebody who serves. So we are all called to serve the Lord. We're all called to serve one another, to love one another, to encourage and support one another. We're all called into the ministry. Maybe we're not called into a pastoral ministry or evangelistic ministry, but we're all called to follow the Lord and serve the Lord. So I want to encourage you today, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait For the Lord, Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on God and ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to the early church, he said, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. I don't want you to go out. I want you to wait. Sometimes we're so quick to run out and just do, do, do. Remember, we're not human doings. We're human beings. And we just want to do, do, do. Sometimes we've got to be quiet sometimes we have to be still before the Lord. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do because our minds are so active and we're running around. But the Word of God will still your mind. As you read the Word of God, it will bring peace to you and bring peace to your heart and bring peace to your mind. So spend time in the Word of God and wait on the Lord or give God time. Take time out of your busy schedule to give time to the Lord. Take time out so you can seek him. The Bible says if you seek him with all your heart, you're going to find him. That's good news, isn't it? If you find the Lord, you've found the very best thing. We can go on finding the Lord. That's why David says, my heart says if you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. God wants us to seek him. Not just to be doing stuff, but to seek him first. To wait upon him. Receive fresh infilling, fresh renewing, fresh anointing, fresh power. And that's what happened to the early church. They waited in Jerusalem, in the upper room. They prayed, they waited, they prayed, nothing happened. They prayed, they waited, nothing happened. They prayed, they waited, nothing happened. They prayed, they waited, they prayed, they waited. waited, And suddenly, the Holy Spirit turned. And that's how God works. When we wait and pray and wait and pray and wait and pray and suddenly he's going to turn up in your life. We have to make space for God. We have to make room for the Lord in our busy lives. Is God the most important person in our lives? You don't have to shout out. Answer the question yourself to your own heart. Is God the most important person to you? Should he deserve five minutes a day? Should he deserve 20 minutes a day? Or should he deserve my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole soul, and my whole spirit? Isn't that the greatest commandment Jesus said? To love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all of your talents and everything that you have and are. To love God, let's face it, friends. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for God, none of us would have been created. You breathe today because God gave you breath. You're alive today because God gave you breath. You woke up this morning by the grace of God. Some people didn't wake up today. It's true. Every second two people die. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Every every day, 160,000 people die. Thank God we woke up today. It's the grace of God that we're here. Thank God we're not dead, we're alive. So if we have breath in us, what do we do? We give thanks to the Lord. We give worship, adoration. We give him our time, our talent. We say, Lord, without you, we are nothing. We are useless nobody's without God he gave you your breath he gave you your life he gave you your skills, your talents your wisdom, your brain power everything you have so let's praise the Lord thank you Lord for my job, for my family for my food, for my home praise God for his goodness let God fight your battles Amen. Don't fight your battles yourself, because otherwise we get too weary. Some stuff is just too strong for us. Some stuff is just too heavy for us to carry. That's why the Bible says, cast in all your care upon the Lord. Because he cares for you. Amen? God cares about you. You're important to God. And he doesn't want to see you carrying all the weights and pushing through those battles all on your own. The battle is the Lord's. We must get God involved in our battles. We must get God involved in carrying our burdens. He says, casting all your cares. That means you pray about everything. The small things and the big things. You pray about every single thing so that you can have peace in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and in your spirit. It's God's will for you to be filled with peace. He doesn't want us to be in turmoil and stressed out. Take time out to wait on Him. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We need that today, don't we? We need fresh, new strength. The Lord is the strength of my life, is what David said in Psalm 73. The Lord is the strength of my heart. He is my portion both now and now, And forevermore, without Christ, we are lost. In Christ, we are found. In Christ, we are empowered. He is the anointed one. He anoints you for service. He anoints you in his kingdom for his glory. You are very important to Jesus. Every one of us is valuable beyond price. Amen. Psalm 49 tells us that. You read there, no man can redeem the life of another or pay a ransom for it. The life, the, the cost of a life is priceless. And yet, people are sold as slaves every day. How tragic our world demeans mankind. Every one of us are valuable and precious in the sight of the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 139, we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. In his image. In his likeness. So you are like God when you are in Christ. You can do great things. And you can speak to those mountains. And you can be strengthened in the Lord. Don't leave God out of your life. Get him involved in your life, in your job, in your school. Get God involved in your family, in your heart. Include God in everything that you do. Don't leave him out. Mention his name wherever you go. Jesus said, if you honour me and speak of my Father, and speak of my name, I will mention you before my Father. That's good, isn't it? Don't be afraid of the name of Jesus. It's not a swear word. People are maligning the name of Jesus. They're maligning the name of God. They're pulling the name of God down. The Bible says, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. God will not hold anybody guiltless who misuses his name. And yet every day they blaspheme. But we are different. We're the people of God. We honor the name of Jesus. We honor the name of the Lord. He values each one of us enough to send his own son. That if we were the only person on the planet, he still would have sent Jesus to die for you. Amen. That's how valuable you are. God wants you with him in eternity. You have to surrender your life fully to him. If you accept Jesus Christ as your, as your savior, you also accept him as your Lord. He, he's got to be Lord of our lives. He's got to be the king of glory. He's got to be the king of our hearts. And we're going to stand up for Jesus. What does the Bible say? 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. It says, "How great is the love of the Father that he has lavished on us, that we should be called the sons of God." How great is God's love for you? It's so immeasurable. Paul says in Ephesians it's so high, it's so deep, it's so long, it's so wide. It's immeasurable how great is the love That the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called the sons of God. It's a generic term. It's male and female. That we are the children of God. And what we shall be has not yet been made clear. But you will be like him. That's what you've got to look forward to. You're going to be like Jesus one day. Totally like him. The Bible says that that which is mortal... Will put on immortality. That which is perishable. Will put on that which is imperishable. Your physical body. Will put on a heavenly body one day. It will be transformed. In a twinkling of an eye. You will be transformed to be like Jesus. Having a heavenly body. For all eternity. We need to talk about these things. We need to talk about the future life. And so many people are investing. In this life and. Jesus said, Do not store up riches on earth. He commanded it. Don't store up riches on earth. Store up riches in heaven. Send your blessings ahead of you. Send your riches ahead of you. Send your prayers ahead of you. Store up riches in heaven. How do we do that? By giving to the Lord, by serving the Lord, by fasting, by praying. By being busy in the kingdom of God, laying down our lives for the Lord, following Jesus through the storms. How do we do that? We keep serving the Lord, sending our blessings ahead of us. Don't store up riches on earth where moth and rust can break in and steal and corrode. Store up true riches in heaven. We are pilgrims, the Bible says. 1 Peter 2 verse 11. We're just passing through. Don't get too stuck down here. Don't get your roots too deep that you forget about heaven. Heaven is your real destiny. My grandmother only left one thing that I ever knew of in writing in a a text. It was Philippians. Chapter 3 verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven. Praise God for that. Our citizenship is in heaven. You are a citizen of heaven. So don't get too caught up in the world. Don't get too caught up in this life. Because you belong to another kingdom. Don't live like the world. You're different. You should stand out like a sore thumb. You should be different. You don't need to blend in. Be different. A peculiar, holy people. Anointed Jesus' works of service. God is for you, friends. He's not against you. God loves you. He's for you. And sometimes the devil comes on our shoulder and whispers to us, God's not for you anymore. God's against you. Look what you've done. He's always accusing us. God was accusing us. Hey, look what you've done. You're not good enough for the Lord. Jesus forgives. Amen. Jesus cleanses. His blood will wash all your sins away. He will make us acceptable in his presence so that we can sing his praises, even his high praises. You are the anointed of the Lord. God has called you into his kingdom for such a time as this. Stand out and stand up in Jesus' name. Be everything that God wants you to be. Be strong in the Lord. Be mighty in Jesus Christ. Not in your strength, but in his strength. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. It's not what William Booth wrote. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Yes, male and female soldiers in the kingdom of God. We are all in the army of God. The captain of the host is Jesus. We're following in his footsteps. We are the army of God. Don't settle for second best. Settle for everything that God has for you. And that's always the best. God always wants you to go for the gold. He wants you to go for every good thing. That is in Jesus Christ. And all of these blessings are ours. So let us keep following Jesus. Let's keep serving the Lord. Let us encourage one another. As the Bible says, encourage one another every day. As long as it is called today. Pick up the phone Encourage someone. Meet them for a coffee. Encourage them. Be the one to initiate some things, and be strong in Jesus Christ. Can you say Amen? Amen. 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 Let's stand together, please. Thank you, Jesus. God is a good God. The Bible says, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, what should we do? The Bible says we should be thankful and so worship God acceptably in reverence and awe. We're going to take a few moments to do that this morning. We are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are the Lord's. We are the blessed of the Lord. So let us... Ask God to give us the strength to keep following. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you today for the blessing of the Lord Jesus upon our lives. Lord, we acknowledge that we are nothing without you. But in Jesus Christ, we have everything to give. We have love to share. We have joy to give. We have blessings unspeakable and full of glory. Father, thank you for your people. We are the redeemed of the Lord. Thank you that we are the saints of God. We've been washed by the blood of Jesus. We've been sanctified by the Holy Spirit. We have been purified by your word. Thank you for accepting us today, Father, in your presence. And we say, Lord, you're good. And your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father. Would you take a few moments to thank the Lord and praise the Lord for his goodness on your life, for protecting you from COVID-19, for shielding your family, and for um, all his goodness, all his grace and his kindness. Just thank him where you are Thank you for those little blessings, the large ones too. Thank you for his grace is sufficient for you. Lord, we just worship you today. We know that you are here, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. give out what you give us yes, in, Lord. in service amen. yes, Lord. yes. We thank you Lord for the strength you give us yes Lord and that strength Lord will help other people to be strong yes Lord so we just pray this morning oh, Jesus. and give you the glory for that. yes Lord, amen. Amen. amen thank you Lord hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah what a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear and what a privilege to carry all to Jesus in prayer thank you Father we have an an intercessor in heaven a saviour who is praying for us and helping us with his Holy Spirit thank you